Welcome to the LLMC Sermon Series, where powerful messages from our missional discipling church will inspire and guide your spiritual journey. Join us as we explore the Word of God together, delving into topics that matter to your life. Whether you're seeking answers or seeking to deepen your faith, this podcast is your spiritual sanctuary. Experience the joy of community and connection as we learn, grow, and transform through the teachings of LLMC. Subscribe now, and let's embark on this transformative journey together. So with watching and waiting, that's our Advent theme this month, and we're going to be looking at ways of waiting and, and, and how do we endure waiting at a time of season where Christmas has all kinds of emotions to it. There's things that we remember that are great. There's things we remember that aren't so great. And there's this whole mix in between. And if you think about those crazy Christmas holiday activities, maybe it was fighting in line one time, but I guess nobody waits in line anymore because the statistics came out. People are more online shopping than they are in stores. Ew! Like, what, what happened to the fun of going out and shopping in the stores? But there is realities of this. And life just keeps getting faster and faster, it seems. And waiting causes us to slow down. It causes us to take a pause. So this holiday season, the goal of this is to just slow down and take a pause. Watch for the Lord in your space. Be aware of what he is doing. So this morning, I want us to look at, we're going to be looking at the text Isaiah 40, 30 to 31. Now I'll admit, at first, I don't really think of this text as a holiday text, but I promise you, you will see it all work out in the end. But the big idea is that when we are struggling and waiting, we may become weary, but we can find strength in God. Now, we're going to go through this practically this morning because I think sometimes waiting on the Lord and finding strength in him can be somewhat uh, not practical. Does that make sense when I say it like that? Like a lot of times our world, when it talks about waiting and finding strength, there's things that we should be doing versus waiting. So I want us to look at that. And, and the application this week for you, it's, it's very upfront and very pointed. This week, write the passage from Isaiah on a note card and post it where you will see it often. At least once a day, read it and pray for God to give you strength and the hard things in life where you are waiting right now. See, this application point is there because it's reality. Maybe for you, you haven't done this yet. I frequently will take verses and put them in spaces that I can see them or have images that I'll put on my phone so that when I open my phone up, it gets me to have a moment to remember something or to focus on something. But this week, take a moment and, and put this verse down, because as we go through this morning, I think you're going to understand that God is doing amazing things through us and with us. Yeah, let's go back one more. We'll hold there. So let me read Isaiah to you. Isaiah 40, 30 to 31. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. 
Now, this verse is everywhere in Christian culture. I mean, I remember when I was growing up and I walked into this place, it was called the Provident Bookstore. Anybody ever remember Provident? Right? Dan, Dan tries to remember. Dan used to work at Provident Bookstore. I love going into Provident Bookstore for three things. There were three things I always loved going in for. One, the music section. I loved, go- you're welcome. Yes, Dan. Dan used to run the music section. I used to love going in and putting on the headphones and listening to the latest Christian music that was coming out. The second thing that I loved was the stupid t-shirts. Do you remember the t-shirt section? It came out with all these corny t-shirts. And for some reason, when I was in high school and in middle school, I loved the corny t-shirts. And looking back on it now, I don't know if they were all a great witness, but you know, Coca-Cola looking like, or well, no, it was Pepsi looking like Jesus, or Coca-Cola looking like Jesus Christ. It was all in the logoing, right? I didn't think about it then, but you know, now it's just advertising Coca-Cola with Jesus. But again, there's the t-shirts. But the third thing, and this is what I want to hit on, it was the art section. There was always these beautiful paintings, and they would have verses on them. And I just always remembered wanting this one where it was this eagle flying over this lake in this valley area, and it said that we would soar like wings of eagles. And I I just always remembered that picture. And see, it's this verse. We always think about it on the soaring side, but I want us to focus this morning on the waiting side. And when it says here, who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. See, that word hope, it's fascinating because that word in the Hebrew, it's Q-A-W-A. I think it's pronounced Wawa. Right? Hope and Wawa. You have that morning, you're looking for that holiday blend coffee, right? So I'm hoping, hoping you'll remember that word hope. And when you look at Wawa, you'll get it, right? Because that's what we got to do. We got to keep these word pictures going. But see, this scripture, when we see this, this hope in the Lord will renew their strength. See, there's a renewing of strength. That means you are strong already. Renewing strength means you're getting replenished and to be able to store. They will run and not grow weary. Oh, There is something about when you exert yourself and you get done the task, whatever it is, and you just get to rest. But there's something else when you get done a task and you feel really good at the end of it. And you're like, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Running and not growing weary. And they will walk and not be faint. And I think if you've ever fainted, I fainted in some awkward spaces. And when I fainted, it's just... It's awkward. Like you, you pass out. There you are. You wake up. You're on the ground or maybe in someone's arms. You miss that whole moment of your life. Some of you are shaking your heads. You know what that's like. Yeah. Fainting, it's, it's awful. It's this awful, embarrassing feeling. And here it's even saying they will walk and not be faint. Faint Being faint is that feeling of fainting, of missing out, of checking out. See, gaining strength with the Lord and putting your hope in him will get you into a new space. And so I want to look at this this morning to see how does one receive a measure of God's power to endure trials? I want you to be able to recognize and understand how you do this. Because I am finding more and more that when life gets hard, some folks don't really know how to have hope in the Lord. They're used to maybe some religious practices they do. They may be praying 
but they're not necessarily tapping in. So I want to look at this. Realize God's strength is needed. All right, that's the first thing. You have to realize you need God's strength. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm one of the most stubborn people out there, and I don't like asking for help. And usually, back in the day, I had to ask for help when it was too late. But understanding now in life and able to ask help now before it gets too late. Does that make sense saying it that way? Right? Anybody? You don't have to raise your hand if you're stubborn. Your spouse knows. All right? But there's this reality that we need to understand our strength and when it's not enough and that we need God in our space. Tapping into God's strength by finding hope in the Lord. Now, strength is available to replace, exchange, renew those who are worn out. All right, this is something that's very important, okay? Finding hope in the Lord. So when we use this concept of hope in the Lord, when we go to that space, that means that we are removing ourselves and putting God in that space. So if you think of it like this, You stop driving and hop in the passenger seat. I don't know about any of you, but sometimes when I drive with other people, it makes me crazy because I'm in the passenger seat and sometimes I'm hitting the brake that's not there, right? Anybody ever do that? Anybody? Like, okay, yes, there's some hands go, okay, you know what I'm talking about. Like, see, that's what happens. Like, when we are able to replace, exchange, renew, when we're able to let that happen when we're warm out, that's where God can come in. That's releasing, that's waiting, and it's watching. And finally, placement of all expectations or hope, there's that wah-wah word, in the Lord. This hope is an active dependence on God that patiently awaits his timing with confident expectation. See, I'm putting this in writing because I want it to get in your brain as best as possible. We're also even going to have an image for this stuff too today. But see, patiently awaits his timing with confident expectation. Notice, confident expectation. Hoping in the Lord is not thinking he might do it. If you've ever played a card game and the cards are getting dealt, you're hoping for that one to come in, right? If you've ever played spoons, don't play with me. I get a little violent, you know, or I should say aggressive, um, right? But you're waiting. You're waiting for it to come through, but you know that card's going to come through because you know it's in the deck, and you know it's going to eventually get there, and you're hoping it comes faster. That's the thing that we do with God. See, if we pray to God and say, God, I think you might give me strength, eh, you're missing out on the beauty of the weight. And I say the beauty of the weight because when you have hope that something's going to happen. So for instance, I'm getting knee surgery in two weeks. I could have had the knee surgery done sooner, but there are certain activities that I didn't want to be out of. So I wanted to make sure that I had the knee surgery done after those activities, but before some other time. So I am anxiously awaiting my knee to get better. But I am confident that it will get better because I've worked with a doctor before and he did a really good job on my right knee. There's confidence God has worked with you on a consistent basis, and I know for me at least, I have confidence in the Lord that things will go well. They might not go my way, but they will go well. 
And see, active dependence on God that patiently awaits his timing with confident expectation. See, this is the key here. Active dependence on God patiently awaits his timing with confident expectation. That means that you know it's going to be okay. So I've done this exercise with you before, and you probably forgot because, I mean, dear Lord, I you know, teach a lot of different lessons. But we're going to do this example this morning again. Everybody, please stand up. Put your hands in the air. Let's stretch a little. All right, everybody sit down. You sat in the pews that were made by someone you don't know that supported your weight and all the others in your pew. You no one at all reached back and gave it a good kick or a hit to make sure it was going to stay. I watched you all. You sat confidently. Your Lord is more reliable than the pew maker. I'm just letting you know this. But see, because you're able to be in community and you look around at each other, you understand that you've been sitting in these pews a lot and you know they're working. Like Steve admitted that he needs to lose a little weight because, you know, and so Steve knows that he's not on a seesaw right now and the pew's holding him, right? Like, like his parents weren't nervous on the other side that it was going to break. But, but you follow me here, church. I watch humanity put trust and hope and patience and stuff of this world, and it leaves them out to dry all the time, and they wonder why. But yet the Lord doesn't. He doesn't. And if you're ever struggling with the confidence in the Lord, then take time to invite someone to sit with you, a friend, a pastor, an elder, to talk about their lives so that you can have more encouragement. And maybe they can help you see where God's been along the way because the act of you just reaching out to someone and hearing encouraging words also means that the Lord is working in your life because he provided you the body around you. See, church, when we are anxiously awaiting and we have this dependence upon the Lord, this is what happens. We have strength for our journey. If you can look at your life as a journey, if you can look at it as an adventure, if you can look at it as that you were birthed and put on this earth, that God is working in you, then as you're on this walk, as you're on this run, you're not going to grow weary. See, if you renew your strength with the Lord, if you exchange it with the Lord, your journey is there. And you can walk it. You can run it. You can soar on it. And I want you to soak that in a little. Like, there's this thing that happens with our lives. And I put up this piece of, of tapestry, this, this scarf, or I don't even know what it's going to end up being. But notice all the intricate colors that are woven into this. It's fascinating to me, knitting and all that stuff. I have no patience for it whatsoever. I tried when I was young, crocheting with my mom for an Afghan. It didn't work. It's fascinating, though, to think that, like, take all of your experience for a moment. Just, just for a moment, just look at your life as a piece of tapestry that God is knitting together in a journey. Think about the people that have entered your life over the years that have influenced you in positive or negative ways. 
Think about all the nooks and crannies that go into making you who you are. Your story, careers you've been in, people that you've assisted along the way, how God used you in a miraculous moment of encouragement. Or maybe it was just the spaces that you roamed and the people that were important to you. The list can go on, but when you actually pause and look backwards at all the things that God has done in your life, my hope is that you will gain confidence in your waiting to be renewed in strength. Does that make sense? Because see, here's where it all gets together. Ready? Here's the Christmas line. You get it now? Does anybody get it? 4,000 years God waited on humanity to bring Jesus to the earth. God waits for you all the time. Think about it. God waits for us to get our hearts prepared to go do this ministry or that, or to go engage with this person. Our journeys and everything that's there, it's all about time. God waits on us all the time. He is so patient with us. It's hysterical when you think about it. Think about in your life how long sometimes it takes for you to get it right with God. He keeps being patient time and time again. And see, at the holiday season, when we look at this this concept of Jesus coming to the earth, there is this long span of the Old Testament where it's just consistent prep for the Messiah to come, for God to be incarnate on the earth, constantly waiting and looking for this concept. I think we also need to realize that as we wait upon the Lord, God is waiting for us at the same time. Maybe getting that renewal of strength is something in your heart that you need to work on. So often, we don't want to have patience of the hourglass. And the hourglass is a fascinating thing if you really look at it because it's these little kernels of sand just dropping down, precisionally timed out. I mean, we have the minute timers, the hour timers, they've even got bigger ones. But there's this consistency. And what I love about an hourglass to put as a timer versus a clock where there's numbers is you don't really get to see the fragments ticking away, right? It's just this rushing of constant going down. If you've never watched an hourglass, try it sometime. I find it very therapeutic, but that's just me personally. I'm fascinated by it. Like the blown glass that goes into it, the art, the artistry, the, the craftsmanship, everything that goes into this device to track time. But when we think about our lives and this patiently waiting, if we just sit and look at the clock, it gets old. But if you look at all the intricacies as like an hourglass of your patience, you can start seeing the flow. You'll start realizing that as you're waiting upon the Lord, there are things along your journey that he will be doing with you. Waiting upon the Lord is not just pulling up a chair. Anytime, God. I am waiting to become strong, God. Anytime, please. No, seriously, God, like I'm okay with it right now. I really am. No, it's an active engagement. It's this movement. It's this flowing. 
It's not just pausing your life and saying it's over until God steps in and brings the miracle. It's getting on your knees and saying, Lord, I'm tired. Lord, bring someone in my life to encourage me today, please. Like, show me you're here in big ways. And oh, by the way, I'm actively depending on you, Lord. So that means today when I wake up, I know you're there. And I don't understand the humans you made lately. They're driving me crazy, Lord. But feel free to show me you and them so that I appreciate you and them more. You can put in whatever it is that you're wrestling with in life. You can add it in there. Feel free. But what I've been finding at least in the humans that I bump into, there's two types in the world. They're either chasing after God or they're not. And the Bible says that all the way through. And see, no matter where you're at this holiday season, I encourage you, I implore you. No, I'm just going to say it now. I beg you to take time with the Lord. Whatever that space is that you need to start letting go of, whatever that is that's in your life that you have not let God renew to bring hope to, do it. Try it. Engage it actively. And when I say actively, walk into it. It does not say that you sit patiently and wait. No, it's a journey. It's a walk. You engage life. So church, the holidays can bring a lot of different feelings for a lot of different people. And it's a huge spectrum. So I look forward and I am anxious to see what God will do this holiday season with us. How he will move among us. The stories that will happen as we anxiously await not only the renewal of his hope within us, but so that we can have the strength to be on this journey with him. Because I enjoy having a meaningful life in Jesus. And I know you do too. We don't want to aimlessly walk this earth with no hope. But the fact is, is that our hope comes when we exchange out our strength for his. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much for who you are and what you do. God, you made us so unique and we've created these tapestries of our lives and every life is so unique. We have some similarities and some common knit threads and then others, Lord, there are these strands that you put just for us. So God, I ask that as we wait upon you, Lord, as we listen for you, as we engage with you, God, I ask that you will do amazing things with us. Lord, help us to know it's your strength. Help us to be looking for you in the spaces as we walk. And Lord, I ask that you don't always do it so loudly. Lord, I ask that your small, still voice forces us to slow down and to be actively present with you. So God, I ask that you help us to reduce the noise that makes us impatient. Lord, I ask that you help us to see the beauty of the hourglass and not the ticking of the second hand. Lord, I ask that you show us a journey that rivals the generations to come. Lord, you're an amazing God. You've 
done so many amazing things on this earth. And the fact that you're still active and doing things with us today is so fruitful and beautiful. So Lord, we thank you for the holidays, for a chance to break the norm, for us to gather with families and friends and to do special activities. So God, I ask that you help us to look at it as a blessing and not a burden. Lord, help us to be intentional in our spaces. And Lord, help us to be actively listening as you actively listen to us. And we give this to you in your awesome holy name. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the LLMC Sermon Series. Until next time, may your faith continue to flourish and your spirit stay uplifted. Remember, you're never alone on this journey. Stay connected with LLMC and keep the spirit of community alive in your heart. Wishing you blessings and inspiration until we meet again. Take care and keep seeking the truth.